Hello! Thanks for checking out today's Foot in Review. We couldn't make this show without you and your fantastic support, but if you fancy going one step further, why not check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash footinreview. We offer a range of rewards and benefits with all levels receiving Discord access and episodes of the show without this very advertisement. However, we understand that times are tough, and if you can't back us financially, then simply spreading word of the show or leaving us a review wherever you listen will be super appreciated as it will help us grow. In particular, we'd like to thank our Skybox holders, Mehdi, Nick, Artyom, Paul, Daniel and Amma for their exceptional support. Hello footies and welcome along to your tri-weekly dose of FIFA Ultimate Team goodness to copy Wemby's phrase. My name is Nathan, I will be hosting you in today's episode for Roles Reversed. This is episode number 473. We will be talking content, we will be talking gameplay questions and we'll have our own opinions on gameplay versus menu grind. Today my usual host is now my co-host, welcome along, the founder of Foot Coaching, John. John, how are you? Hey, good morning, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me <laughs> on this beautiful Thursday morning. This is weird, right? It's very strange. It's it's different. You can keep me right in this hosting lark. Um, but yeah, I should probably say that we were trying to get an episode out yesterday, but unfortunately, you've been feeling under the weather. So uh, to, with availability in our schedules, we managed to this one in uh, Thursday morning rather than Wednesday. Yeah, I have to admit that I tried to stay away from COVID for a long, long time. But yeah, I went to visit one expo last week and uh, well, it finally caught up with me. Um, and uh, the reason you're hosting is that I haven't been able to talk two minutes in a row without coughing. So um, I'll be sure to keep my, my, my hands on the mute button. <laughs> and then meanwhile, let most of the talk be towards you today. Oh, poor listeners, poor listeners. But <laughs> anyway, we shall crack on. So we'll start with the content. So obviously we, we recorded myself and Dan on Monday afternoon. So we missed the Monday content drop. So we've got a little bit to catch up with. We'll start with the show piece, I think, which is the end of an era, Frank Ribery coming in a whopping 485,000 coins. John, what's your first thoughts on this SPC? I'm bored, man. <laughs> Let's start positive today. Um, I said before, I said we should get, uh, when Rule Breakers hit, that was on the day that Ribery got a, uh, announced his retirement, right, from football. Yeah. And I, I had to chat with him. Like, it's fine that you get this guy in. It's a great card, so all good, right? I think the pricing is that's a little bit steep, but it's a good card. It's, it's all right, I guess. But it's like you get him the Rule Breakers card on the day he announces his retirement. That means, oh, that's unlucky for you, but consider that as end of the era cards. What I said, now we get another special card from a player that's actually not playing anymore. It feels a bit off. It's nothing to do with the World Championship either. I guess it's all right, but I find it's a little bit boring. It's the positive thing. It's the last time we'll see him. <laughs> yeah, we've had this discussion many a times that, you know, for, for a lot of the positives that have come out of EA recently, uh, the, the player selections in certain promos are very repetitive. Uh, we've all agreed that. The card itself, though, like I say, 485,000 coins, a little bit steep, but he is a 90-rated left winger, or can be put as a left mid. Uh, obviously, French with good lengths, and he's from the Serie A. He's 5-star, five 5-star, five which will push that price up, because there's not a lot of them, and obviously not a lot of usable ones. You've got the likes of Neymar and such just now. Uh, he's got good pace, 89 pace, 85 shooting. His positioning there is particularly good. 86 passing. Uh, his jumping's absolutely atrocious at 41. He goes like a sack of potatoes. Uh, obviously poor defending, but you don't expect that. But where he really shines is his dribbling, John. He's got 90 dribbling overall, 86 agility, 90 balance, 85 reactions, 90 ball control, 91 dribbling, and even 85 composure. So the card itself, yeah. so take, a, take away the their repetitiveness um, and slightly high price, but the card itself looks pretty usable for a, a good few weeks to come. Not for sure. This will last you until, I don't know. It will last you a while. I, could, I, I think even if you don't get a, if you don't get a team of the year striker, there's no reason to replace him anyway soon, I guess, right? The good thing is he's got the outside of the foot shot, which with the new patch definitely 
has its benefits to actually have that as well. Um, it's got explosive, which of course is, as we know, the best accelerate function in the in the game. So uh, it's a great card, you know. But it's like I said, I'm I'm not gonna do him because like it's it's alright. I like the um, rule breaks one a little bit more. Of course, he's a little bit more expensive as well. Um, but I like the fact that you can put him central a little bit more than on the wing. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely where I plan to play him. So I was planning to stay away from him, um, but I heard. Uh, somebody have a very good report of Romelu Lukaku. I was looking for a new striker, so I thought he's going very cheap and he's almost guaranteed an upgrade. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the World Cup, but there's a very good chance that Lukaku will upgrade. Uh, Ribery came along, and I thought he's going to be an upgrade on my Dan Juma. Dan sort of started doing him, and then I've got FOMO when I see Dan doing it or chatting away i'm like oh Anyone i'm gonna do it and then absolutely so to be fair rivery's always been very good on fifa regardless of his ratings as well so he's always been good to use so i have done him i've done him last night i haven't tried him out i've seen some really good stuff about his dribbling and finishing on youtube from various players so i'm quite excited to to try him anyway knowing my look it'll go wrong he'll mess mess an easy shot and i'll bend him off straight away but maybe maybe i'll need some support and <laughs> stick him with him for a few games <laughs> I think you'll be alright though honestly oh. uh, this one won't let you down Talk, uh, quickly about Lukaku though I packed that card last Friday untradeable and like yeah might as well use him I wasn't actually eyeing him although I think it was Chris who said that card actually does look really well especially when he gets some upgrades in card's been terrific for me honestly uh, and so yeah I do recommend him highly he doesn't have the uh, outside of the foot rate of course but he's ridiculous fast for a big player like him and uh, not even because he's lengthy but he's like um, finishing is amazing and it's actually a cool thing to have a left-footed striker as well now so yeah uh, i'm um happy i replaced Haaland with him if you don't mind me asking john what formation are you playing and what chemistry have you put on lukaku <laughs> i'm um playing different formations currently uh, I've played a lot of 3 uh, 4 threes this week. Whenever I had the chance to actually be fit and sit <laughs> by my desk and play. So about 20 games currently, I think, over this week. So not that much compared to normal, right? Um, but 3 uh, 4 three, and he's, a, he's a main striker. Cool. That's good. I've uh, I've started playing the 4 3 2 one uh, I, I, I stole one off YouTube and then I've tweaked it to my own play style and I've been loving it. I really like that. So... Uh, yeah, I was saying in our wonderful Discord last night and this morning, I've had a fear for weeks about spending coins. So last night I just pulled the trigger. I spent a good few hundred K. I did Ribery. I bought an informed Dembele. I bought Lukaku and I bought uh, the Path to Glory Araujo, I think he's pronounced, from Barcelona. So I've upgraded the team quite a lot. I think they suit that formation, but they can maybe go to the sort of 4-1-2-1-2 if I need and, and various other formations, which is obviously what I've said in the past I like to do. So yeah, I think they look very. He looks very good. It'll be quite nice to pair him with Ribery because I like a big man and a little man up top. I played two up top, and obviously Ribery and Dembele is the sort of centre forwards, if you like. Behind him could could work nicely too. So yeah, he could do worse there. Absolutely. So right, we'll move on for Ribery. We've had another SBC one that's not had as many special cards in the past, but another one that's kind of had a few. We've got a flashback, David Silva. Uh, he plays in. In La Liga for Real Sociedad, he's an 87-rated cam, Spanish obviously, and he's coming in about 61,000 coins across PC and console. Have you had time to look at him, John? And if you have, what do you think? I have. Um, I think the price on the other is fine, 60k, something like that, right? So, uh, decent. Four star, four star, though, and also another lefty, quite like that. Um, it is just a bit shame that this guy has so little physique, mm -hmm. but everything else just, eh, <laughs> I can very much get along with. Honestly, um, I like like I like the lower, the the, the smaller, high dribbling midfielders. Right? Uh, I usually prefer one of them in my in my game, especially when you don't play with CDMs. They you want them to get the ball and be able to move around. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of those plays where I'm like yeah. Actually, looks pretty cool to put him in my team as a CM. Um, high medium work rates. I don't think there's much wrong with this card, honestly. 
It's just, uh, yeah, he won't be able to defend much and tackle, for example. But you know what? Do they all need to? He's also got the outside of the foot trade. Uh, he's got the financial trade. Yeah, actually, this might be one of those cards that you don't see very often, but once you play him and you face someone that knows how to play him, could be a very annoying card to face. Yeah, I mean, when you look at him, he, he looks fine. He, he doesn't have one attribute that I'm like, I need a player that does what he does. Like He looks he looks decent, and he looks good for now. But when you look at him, you think he's not going to last two, three, four weeks. He's going to last you a week, and then there's a good chance he may fall away behind the curve. I don't think he's, his longevity is there, and that's kind of something I look for. So I don't know that, because when you... Like, if you play him as a centre midfielder, right? A ball-carrying midfielder. If you give him an engine, he's got 85 acceleration and 90 sprint speed, which is more than fine for a midfielder. Mm -hmm. He's got 86 agility, but he's got 99 balance with 94 dribbling and 92 composure. Right? So he's able to get in those narrow spaces and move around. And what I really like, like, if you look at his passing, 95, 95 vision, and 95 short passing, 90 long passing, 92 curves, uh, and with a decent finishing style, you can still shoot, right? I don't think there's so much wrong with this card. And if you have the ball carrier midfielder, like I, like I said, I, I like one big one and one was sometimes smaller one that could carry the ball around. This card might be overlooked. I don't see why he would be underrated in a couple of weeks, for example. If you look at the physicality, though, if you've got a ball carrier midfielder, the, the amount of teams that I know you're in a higher division, but I'm coming up against at least one brute of a, a CDM or even centre-back. He's got 64 strength, 70 aggression, 70 jumping, which doesn't really count, and 83 stamina. So he gets an overall 70 uh, physicality. I just think he's going to be brushed off relatively quickly unless you're extremely good at your your dribbling, which we'll obviously talk about in, under the gameplay style of the, the pod. But... I don't know. There's there's a lot of cards similar to him. I just feel I, I don't think that he's he's completely standout ish. Um, and an S, as an SBC, it's quite a lot to lock away in a card that I'm not sure is going to have or going to be better than stuff that's coming along. No, I get that. Although there are many high dribbling midfielders, especially in league something there, I think. And oh. I, this is one of those cards where I'm like, you know what, I might just do him to show everyone that it, this card could actually work. <laughs> uh, and I don't think there's... We'll talk about that in the gameplay section, though, but I think one of the biggest things I see happen in FIFA currently with all the trainees we've got, right, um, is that players lose the ball in the midfield because they have these big, strong defenders, defensive midfielders that can't really pass or move around. Mm -hmm. And they get the ball, play it in their feet, and want to turn around or shield it or are too late letting laying the ball back, or or because of their passing stats can't lay the ball back fast enough, for example, lose the ball in midfield and then they get pressured and walked over in midfield. Yeah. And there's a lot of players playing without hardly a midfield, like with two midfielders who just bomb forward or drop backwards. So if you do have someone in midfield that can carry a ball or get the ball and dribble around, I think it's actually a big strength in this game. Uh if you don't lose the ball in midfield. So this is one of those plays where I'm pretty much certain he can do. That's also the reason why, for example, I quite like the Pogba card mm -hmm. still, although nobody else seems to like him. But I can give him the ball and I can carry around. Of course, he's physical much better. But he also has got these great passing stats. He can dribble. Um, now, like, try to get to him first. And this card's way faster as well. So Yeah, huh. I can see that about Pogba, uh, apart from the fact that he's a bit of a snake and you know, I'm a Man United fan. I, I don't like the way he goes. That. But I can see his stats and obviously that physique is always quite good. United has it a lot lately, though. <laughs> I know, I know. It's Yeah, let's not go there. Let's not talk about my club just now. <laughs> but um, no, Pogba, I can understand, because he does have the long legs. He's got a bit more power, so I get that. Um, but I might be surprised. And if you get him and tell us how wonderful he is, knowing my complete and utter shameless FOMO, it's you might sneak into my team. But I've got the road to the knockouts, uh, Limar, just now. He's, he's a smaller statue player, but he's fantastic, and he, he just does everything. So he's another one that's not got one trait that that stands out, but he's just very good at literally everything. So I don't see Silver replacing him because Lamar's obviously got the high-high and he's got the defensiveness side of his of his work as well. So I would sort of stick him in. But 
Aye, aye. I'm, I'm, I'm here to be, uh, I'm here to be challenged, and I'm here to be proven wrong, which happens far too often for my own life. <laughs> so we've had, we've had lots. Better of... to be wrong than have no opinion at all. Well, that's it. I'm very opinionated. You know that. <laughs> We've had um, we've had a few other SBCs and we've had some stuff that we'll we'll, we'll brush over. But the, the next two of note is the eighty four plus um, SBC. John, have you have you done that one? Yeah, of course I did for science. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got an eighty four. Of course I got an eighty four. So obviously, obviously, uh, it's, I don't think it's good value, but um, I think we got another hero icon or hero World Cup hero from it. So you know, take a risk if you want. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's twelve and a half k for well, almost an eighty four and eighty five rated player, and I think the majority of our yeah, discourse or a World Cup hero or World Cup hero, and it works out wonderfully. So, I mean, you've got to be in it to win it, as they say. So, if you're wanting your your top end heroes, you've got to try it, or even your Mbappe's or your Neymar's or whatnot. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm very, I'm stingy this year, but I'd also say if you want the chance of the big pull, go for it because twelve and a half k isn't ridiculous. It's it's pricey for what it is don't get me wrong but you know are you really going to miss 12,000 coins in the grand scheme exactly. of things so I would go I would say that and the other one that came out after we recorded on Monday is the base icon upgrade that comes in around 215k uh, on uh, everything have you done this are you interested in doing it is it good value are the players there now that would make a difference to your team I haven't done it yet. Uh, I am sometimes thinking maybe I should. I am, however, not doing it because I think, for example, the King card or even the Silver card, um, Ribery, offer way more value. And I think, for example, the Paulina card, which we got last week, which everyone seemed to brush off as well, that card get upgraded as well, right? Yeah. So even that, just to pick up and let's see how far they get, Probably a smarter way to spend your fuller than tossing it into an icon SBC. It's a base icon SBC, and there's not many. I like uh, last time I got Kuman, which I think was a pretty cool card. Then I packed Virgil van Dijk, and I'm like, you know what? They're actually much better. So, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then there's 100 icons, I think, something like that. It's, uh, it's a big ask. I will. I, I'd stay away, honestly. Yeah, you're talking single digits out of a hundred odd icons. You're talking single digits of players that you'd be, you know, over the moon to see. You know, you're talking your Cruyffs, um, even BBR nine at the moment. Like I, I still think he'd be very good, but I know some people have kind of turned their nose up in a little bit. Um, your Hullets are obviously Hullet gang, but he's not as amazing as the mid or the prime version. Um, your Pele's are obviously going to be amazing. Your Cruyff, like I say, so there's a there's a few, but there's there's also a very very slim chance of backing them. Um, I'm giving this one a wide. And there's start. a lot of icons that are hardly unusable. Yeah, hardly usable. I think. So. I know. And last year that that icon for me was a Nakata pack, so uh, I'm glad he's not in it. But naturally, I've packed Nakata from the Hero SBC instead. So <laughs> he's not an icon, but he's come back to haunt me. So. Um, I'm a pretty cool player though yeah well, the only thing that puts me off is his medium medium work rates um, so I'm playing him next to a high high and a, a medium high so I've got Marquez as my defensive mid so Nakata is going to be kind of my free roam I think I'm just going to let him do what he does and see see if that works or if I have to replace him smart move so yeah so that kind of ran, uh, rounds up the content that we've had since uh, since Monday since we last recorded so Let's get on to the main crux of things, John. I've not had a lot of time to play the game. However, we have had a patch. So this has led on to a lot of, I say confusion, a lot of opinions in the community, um, a little bit of panic. You know, uh, some people have had one YouTube video and made their minds up. So uh, we'll start with the actual patch notes. So there's a few notable things that have changed, been adapted. Um, We'll start with the Travella. So they're, they're reducing the effectiveness of the Travella by 30%. Um, if you've got the outside of the foot tree, it's reduced by 10%. Have you noticed a difference? I have, uh, but doesn't mean it's totally nerfed down to the ground and not usable anymore. I think this was a good move, honestly. I think the Travella um, has to be in the game, right? Um, because 
or they have to boost finesse. But I think it's finesse is only worth from one side. Uh, so only when you go from the outside back to the inside, then then a finesse can work. The other side the way around doesn't actually work right. This opens up the way to score from the other side. So when you go from the out from the inside to the outside, you can still do a travella. I think um, having both options is good. I said before, if they green time it, for example, put a little bit more skill into it, for me it could be fine. And if they made it so that the trade is actually worth more, I think that's a good change, right? Um, so they did actually that. And uh, like I said two weeks ago when Ingvi on the show, was, in my opinion, the best way to do this, the great, a good way to do it. Didn't expect it to happen, honestly, quite yet, because um, they've been changing a lot in the last two weeks. But um, no, uh, I'm actually happy with it. And I see people saying, oh, they still work. Yeah, um, of course they still work. 10% on when they have to isn't that bad, right? Um, and if you move the goalkeeper, you still stop them. You can still stop them. So it's definitely still not unbeatable, but nobody moved the goalkeeper. Or nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, but you still move your goalkeeper, you're still up fine. Although what I do, did, I do Nate, is I green time them. I tend to green time in finesse. I tend to green time my... Um, Travellas, and that actually still is very much worth doing. I think it uh, negates the effect a bit. So even if you don't have outside of the foot trade, but you do green time it, it still goes in, or it at least has a good chance to go in. And I'm fine with that because that's something I like. You can work on yourself. Everyone can do it. You just need to focus on it for a bit mm. and take that risk. And I think high risk, high reward. Yeah, it's quite. It's probably a good point to say that. Um, obviously, we've got all these swaps going on, and I know you're not a squad battles uh, fan, but for those that haven't had Green Time, you know, um, turned on, if you are doing the the squad battles, um, like the mode for the swaps, it's probably a good place to try and practice Green Timing. That's probably what I'm going to do. I tried it a lot last year, and I was very mixed. Sometimes it worked phenomenally, and sometimes I was absolutely horrendous at it. So. Squad battles is where I play around with it to to get used to it again. I've not had it on this year, but obviously I the Travella I think's been been very good, like you said. It, when you come up against a lot of players that drop back, drop back, drop back, long through ball to Haaland, drop back, drop, drop, drop back. I think the Travella is something that is very good when you're facing eight men in the box and literally nowhere to go. I think that's it's been it's a good addition to the game. So and I like the fact that if it's only ten percent reduced for. Um, Place with the trade, I think that's a good thing, and it's something that I've looked to try and bring in when I've been squad building as well. So, um, a few little things there to focus on. Stamina, yeah. stamina, stamina has been been adjusted, is it not? I think so. Um, again, I think it's a good change. I see people saying it doesn't affect AI players or this doesn't do anything, and people still have it very much on. Uh, honestly, if you have this turned on all match, you. You'll be that sure you can stop in five players, but still you have to stop in five new players, mm -hmm. and these players which you stop in will have no chemistry. So the players, if they try to press you, uh, and you and early on, I think it's actually pretty much it's fine. It's their strategy to do so. Um, I think the stamina definitely works. So I tried press on every touch. I tried to. Define. I think the forty-one percent is the um, constant pressure. And it builds off from there. Love still would like the more details, but for now, I think it's fine. I think constant pressure is still viable. If you're 1-0 or down and it's 75 minutes or 18 minutes, bring in five stops, go constant pressure. But there's nothing wrong with that inherently, I'd say. You have to have that in the game because else what happens is what we had last year and especially on high-level matches where they just play the ball around. You can get near it. You know, it's like watching someone not touch the ball for 25 minutes in game or four minutes on stream, like, yeah, what am, I, what am I looking at? At least now it applies a little bit of pressure, and that's what happens in real life as well. So I'm actually, I'm not too bothered by it. Um, even if you press on heavy touch for the full match, it still leaves your players with about 20%, 10% stamina at the end of the match. I think if you then bring in, again, if you're the opponent and you bring in fast players, uh, you will definitely notice the difference there. And you'll notice it on everyone, because even my center defenders, were that beat by the end of the match if I put constant pressure on, right? So yeah, um, it's still. I I think this is a good cha good change, and I've already noticed a lot of people trying it still, but I'm not too bothered by it anymore. I think this is a good. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm a press on press on heavy touch type player, so it'll be. I'm expecting a bit more of a, a decrease, but not to the same standard as your constant pressure or your press on heavy touch. So I don't expect it to completely kill my players. I, I may be wrong in game, um, but I think it's good. There's a lot of high pressure players you get. Um, a lot of the ones we face at the moment, obviously in swaps, it's golden goal. So a lot of people are going constant pressure, which has actually made things a lot easier for myself because. You know, after after speaking to you and getting some advice, it's a lot easier to play around, especially in that sort of situation where you, you're more comfortable using the wings and whatnot. So I think it's good to patch it. It'll be interesting to see how it comes across into rivals and, and weekend league for those that play it. Um, yeah, and one, once more for the players that have trouble facing it, though, um, the one thing you can always do is when people get near you or when, when you get the ball and they start pressuring you, you want to go backwards first, right, to apply to get some more space. You play the ball, well, just play the ball back to your goalkeeper, but don't play the ball forward straight away. Just wait until they're near you, right? You'll find that moment because they'll press with the whole team upwards, and once they get towards your goalkeeper, there's always going to be space available. But I see people spamming the ball back towards the goalkeeper and instantly shooting it forward. That doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right? Then you're just giving the ball back. So just wait until they get there. Like, and the World Championship is starting this weekend. Have a look at what they do when they play the pass. So when backline will play the pass, will not apply pressure just in a regular pace. But when applied pressure, they'll wait until they get towards them. Yeah. Right. So if someone starts running towards you, that's not the time to pass the ball. When someone is getting near you, then the lines around them are bigger, and the space behind them are all is also bigger. That's when you pass the ball. That makes sense. That does make sense. I've started doing that, but then I've been using the trivet, the outside of the foot pass to the fullbacks, or the outside of the, the lob, which seems to be a lot more accurate than kind of the other ones for some reason. So that's been my get out, and then you move up from there. Um, but that works. I don't know if that works for everyone or if that's the best way to do it, but it certainly helps me um, between going to the fullbacks or the wingers. So if options on, it works. I'm going to stick with it until it doesn't work, and then I'll complain that the game's yes. terrible. <laughs> Uh, the the last one, the last major bit to speak about, John, is the dribbling. I think you've noticed uh, there's been a few tweaks and changes to the, to the way that players react and dribble. Um, not talking about accelerate just yet, just the general uh, dribbling. We'll, we've obviously got a section about accelerate. Yeah. yeah, and I think the biggest difference is the first touch. That sometimes when you did the first touch, the ball either took a little bit of a touch from you away, or uh, your players slowed down and the second part is definitely what happens of course with the accelerate we'll talk about that in a moment but I think dribbling has been noticeably improved it feels a little bit more smoother I used to not care too much about the length anyway so suddenly my team feels a lot faster <laughs> if that makes sense um, yeah again I think these are the good changes uh, and these are made within two weeks from each other the only thing I would say Nate is that I'd love to get a little bit of uh, inside information on that they are working on these things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing I've noticed, again, not a high-level player, so this may just be my own opinion, um, R1 dribbling seems to be getting better and better. Um, obviously, at the start of the game, I thought that that type of dribbling, any sort of dribbling was a little bit stiff, a little bit rigid. R1 dribbling now is my new favorite thing. I don't know whether it's the defenders or whether it's the players, but the ball, just, you can manipulate the ball really well. There seems to be an abundance of uh, defenders going past the ball when you change direction with it. Uh, I'm finding that really fun. And I've never done that. Even last year with the, the was it agile dribbling and contextual dribbling, I never really needed that. But now this is my, my go-to, my favorite. Yeah, no, like I think great tips, right? That's always good to do. Hold R1 as well. You can move around easy. Uh, and something I do see a lot happen with the dribble, though, is people like completely moving elastic around. Mm -hmm. But if you make that slight touch, a slight move, and then don't go like a full sprint mode, but just slightly move it to the sides, it feels a lot more like proper dribbling as well. So yeah, you can practice that. Absolutely. So I think the bit that, that listeners are probably most keen to talk about uh, has definitely been the subject of FIFA-related uh, social media. Accelerate. I think this came around a bit of context. There was a YouTube video of... Insignia chasing against Virgil van Dijk. Obviously, the lengthy matter in the past was that the, the lengthy player would basically outrun anybody and anything. Insignia's in his high 90s for his sprinting. Insignia on this video 
absolutely burned Van Dijk. Like Van Dijk got nowhere near him. So this, in turn, caused this big panic. It's been a patch. They've ruined Accelerate. Length is not a thing. We saw a massive drop-off. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo lost about 100k or something. I know the one to watch, Haaland, lost nearly 500k. He was below a million. And that Haaland, if you have him, he's, he's going to be a team of the season, team of the year style player because he's guaranteed in forms when uh, club football return. Like, that's a no-brainer. A million still a lot for a player, but he is going to end FIFA 23. I mean, you can probably cast this up to me at the end of the year when we do our, our review, but he's going to end a 95-rated player, I'd imagine, 96, because he's that good. So when you see big drops like that, these players surely, surely aren't going to be useless anymore. Um, John, what, what's your experience? What's your knowledge? I, I think uh, you found a tweet from EA yesterday that went out after it, kind of explaining it. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, my thoughts is I'm getting old mate, sometimes. <laughs> so yesterday, I, I saw many people sending me that message, like, oh, look at this, look at this. So someone sent me a, a tweet where, like, I saw the Insigne with Van Dijk. And the first thing I saw, I said two things. One, the defender's holding the contain button, so he's moving the war. Like, if players are running in a straight line, you can see it, but this player just first got down with the defender, then started chasing him. Of course, you're not going to get back to a player. Second thing is saw the player using the, um, how, is it, how, is it, how is it called? Uh, it's called the knock-on yeah. sprint, where you ta tap the sprint button the moment the ball gets towards the player. So you tap, 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 and that's actually fast way because you, you tap the ball forward, go in full sprint, so you get it again. And that's been viable since day one. So when I saw that one, I, and I said that on the Discord as well, I actually tweeted about it. Like, yeah, this is a fun clip, but this is and bad defending, and it's just a knock-on dribbling the, the boss, like what the sprint, what I normally see. This isn't breaking anything. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, of course, I was calling EA seal when everyone fell over me, and uh, you don't even want to know the hate in my messages. And the, the panic in the market was insane. Of It's sometimes unfortunate I don't really give much about that, but I feel sorry for everyone that woke up and like, what's happening to you? <laughs> Um, then I saw someone else sending a video like, hey, look at this. It's definitely faster. And it was a pro from Footwiz. And I, I'm sorry if I don't remember the name, but they showed me five clips where they hoofed the ball to that new hero. I keep forgetting his name. Alright, Awiron? Yeah. Yes. That one. Yeah. Um, we talked about him this Friday, which 98 speed and nine. Like 98 acceleration, 99 spin speed. Mm -hmm. And they give the ball to the wing and then start the, on that same sprint. So that uh, knock on sprint, right? And oh, this guy is insanely fast and you're using a knock on speed. Of course, you're going to be outpacing people when you already have a head start, right? This, this happened before, but this guy is just way faster than anything we've got until this game. So I ask him, can you do me two favors? Put in the controller input on the top of the screen because I want to see you do the knock-on sprint here because that's what you're doing. And two, can you try it with another player? I, I didn't get any response <laughs> from that. So I was like, I, I and I tweeted because I, 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 I knew we were going to talk about it on the podcast today. Like, I am very suspicious of this, uh, what's happening here. I doubt lengthy changes uh, so far. People realizing knock-on sprint works well and you're actually having high-paced players, which is very true. Also, people in container making defensive errors in all these in all these videos. So I doubt this has actually changed anything. What did change, Nate, is of course they changed the dribbling. So sometimes when the uh, lower, when the high um, dribbling stat players start to sprint with the ball on their feet, they slow down. That's what they said in the patch, and that's what they fixed. Basically, those are explosive for controlled players who have those stats, right? Yeah. When they had the ball, they sometimes slowed down when sprinting, which made the lengthy even better to catch up with them. That's changed with this patch this week. So they fixed that, which makes explosive and controlled players act accordingly to what it's supposed to be, but they didn't actually change lengthy at all. So I was like, I, I don't get why everyone's panicking here. And then people start messing. Yeah, they shadow patched them, so there were content creators saying, uh, there has to be a shadow patch where they changed everything. Lengthy is broken again. They, I saw a content creator saying, I won't name names, but uh, they uh, must have deactivated all the accelerate functions in this game now. 
on accident. Like, well, what's going on? You what are, am I the only one being like I've got COVID, so maybe it's the fever <laughs> getting to me, right? But I'm like, is it the other way around? Because this is this feels really weird. I'm basing this on all the facts we see from the notes. I'm seeing in the front of me when I test the two players next to each other sprinting. It's exactly the same as it was before without a ball. Mm-hmm. Like if you send the one on a on a uh, true ball, nothing changed. The, the the lengthy one still got the lengthy defender still got the head start and still won, right? So it's just with the ball it changed, but that's what the patch note actually said. So I I was like extremely confused about this. Uh, you can't even imagine the hate we got in messages, but I probably already said <laughs> said that. And then last night, luckily, because I was. I, I mean, I wasn't feeling too well. And uh, you can see me now being wound up again. <laughs> by it. Uh, but yesterday I was like, I, I, I'm either I'm getting crazy. Uh, I was talking with the, our team, of course, as well. Like, am I getting crazy or this hasn't changed, right? Because uh, it's, I must, I must be confu- <laughs> confused. And then uh, last night uh, there were multiple responses from me. And I was very happy they actually did this because they usually stay silent. Uh, but direct communication says the dribbling slowdown could have happened at times when sprinting with the ball and the slowdown most commonly affected players are high dribbling related attributes. So what the patch on said. Accelerate values are unimpacted by this. That's what EA tweeted. So I was like, okay, well, that's what I've been saying all day. So well, go, well done, right? Um, you won't believe it, but many of the responses was fixed lengthy. <laughs> or yeah, but stop shadow patching this game, which shows how insane some of the influencers have influences over this community. Yeah. Uh, there's two things I want to say about that. One, it's just the way it it works. Uh, I've been discussing this with like the team before. Um, we could jump on a hype train, bring out the news, and roll on the social awareness of that. Or we can investigate and say, oh, well, that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing this. Uh, I'm always going to do the latter, although company-wise, sometimes it could be better to do <laughs> first, right, for PR. Uh, so my opinion comes a little bit later, but before the statement was made, and I'm happy we did this. Um, and I, I'm also happy I was right, also, because <laughs> else it would be a really weird podcast today. Um, but I, the other way, I said, I can't, why would they shadow patch something? They are changing the stamina drain, and they give us the measurements on that. They say why they're going to do this. They're changing the dribbling, and they're going to say what they changed. Why would they not talk about the change into acceleration? Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think you see, you've hit, hit the nail on the head there, John, influences. You see a post from a YouTuber, a streamer, a Twitcher, whatever, whatever it is, They've got this one. Obviously, a lot of them have done a lot of good work and a lot of hard work getting the followers. And some of them do bring out a lot of very good content. So don't get me wrong when I say this. But if one person has an opinion and you see these coming out, I mean, these opinions were starting to form at five minutes past, like five minutes later after the patch came out. You can't have an informed opinion after playing one game. Like, you can't. And, you know, I'm quite cautious, and I know a lot of people are quite cautious when you see YouTubers bring out player reviews after 10 minutes. You've used the guy for two games, one game. You can't have a fully formed opinion um, that, you know, you could say on this game he does this, or in this game this scenario happened. But you've got to test it out. You've got to try it in different scenarios, like you say. Um, and yeah, foot, foot coaching were very quick. I don't, you know, I don't get any sense, but they were very quick to say, hold on a minute. This may not be the case. Let's look at it. They've not mentioned it. And I think you'd managed to find one of the, was it your next uh, communicator for EA that put out about shadow patching saying it doesn't happen. Uh, and they made a big deal about getting all the facts included in the pitch notes. Yeah. yeah so uh, Joel Doonan, uh, which is the lead live operation producer for EA FIFA, he tweeted as well in the evening, and he says, I just want to touch on something that is close to my heart. And a number of years ago, I took personal responsibility for writing every patch note and change note that came out of FIFA. I wasn't happy with the level of detail or completeness at the time, and I made it personal goal to ensure that every change that went into the game would impact your play experiences was called out with as much detail as possible. Things like the pitch notes, top pins, and the uh, tracker are all spawned out of that goal to be as complete and as clear in as communications as we could. Now, this is good as well. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be any mistakes. It is possible for us that we miss something when creating the notes. 
it is possible that we explain the changes in a way that isn't clear enough, or it is possible that something unexpected happens, such as a new issue. But, he says, while I don't longer create every release note that goes out to y'all, uh, I am fully responsible for this team, and I can assure you that the standards that I have are still the standards that the team works towards. We do not have shadow patches. We do not try to pull a fast one, and we do not push to ensure we can provide as much transparency and clarity uh, and as possible. And I know I won't convince anyone. No, I've noticed that as well, and that's fine. But I hope that most of you will trust me when I say we are not interested of creating any confusion or giving you any reason not to believe us when we communicate with you. And on a personal level, given the amount of time and energy that went into trying to earn that trust with the community, I or my team would not be okay with doing something that would directly put at a risk. And as that all said, we always appreciate the passion and emotion that the community has. I just ask when things are confusing, ask questions instead of assuming the worst. Much love to y'all. I think that's... A There's a few things on that one, John. Thing. I think that's amazing. I, to be honest, I think the communication on this occasion has been very good from EA. They put the patch notes out. They've explained that... Um, you know, the EA account explained it, and then th this one came out after. So, you know, kudos to EA. They've done very well. One thing, and I'm going to be a negative Nelly a little bit here, I'd love to see this for all the issues. And I know we're not going to get it when they do make the mistakes, but there have been instances in the past that the community are dying for some communication. I think it's good that um, he's put out almost a personal thing, so it shows it's not just a robot behind the Twitter account. It's an actual person. I think that's amazing. But, you know, the hero pack that we had a month ago where it was, was a 25k for a tradable hero, nothing. Still now, radio silence. And I, I benefited in a way. I had a terrible hero pack, but I benefited because I got in on it. But, you know, when there are mistakes, it would be lovely and it would be really good. And I think, to be honest, it would get EA a bit more, you know, a few more plaudits as well. If they came out and a person said, you know what, this slipped through the net. We're addressing it. You know, we really sorry about this. Oh, this is what we're going to do. You know, mistakes happen. We we say that, you know, in in non-video game side of life, everybody makes some mistakes. That's why we're humans. But it'd be nice if people could front it up a little bit more. And, you know, I like the fact they come out and defending the patch notes and the, the defending, you know, the accelerate system and stuff. I think that's really good. And hopefully that will nip in the bud, you know, some of these misconceptions. But, you know, going forward, I'd love to see them do this across the board and not just for one patch note that people are getting up in arms, um, you know, about the Accelerate uh, discussion. <laughs> but <laughs> Kyle says in chat, an informed opinion after five minutes. Wow, that's speedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, we do see it. I mean, some of them, some of them are very intelligent. Some of them are very good level FIFA players. So I'm, I'm not trying to put them down, but you need uh, but to it's, play it's, games. It does work like this. That's what I meant when I'm saying sometimes I get too old, right? <laughs> if I feel like I'm getting too old, like, one of those rumors is brought out and 10 minutes later, there's a million people liking a video and it's the truth. <laughs> it's of course the, the problem with all media these days probably, uh, but you can think, I think uh, you can sometimes think for yourself, right? You're uh, like, nobody could tell me yesterday, why would they change it, but not address it in the notes. Yeah. And it's not like they, Oh, we forgot that uh, we changed the text somewhere, right? You can forget that in notes. But they're not going to write a pitch notes about how they changed the, uh, um, the uh, stamina drain on pressure, but forgot about the fact that they changed the whole engine, accelerate. Oh, yeah, we forgot to put that in the notes. Yeah. I just can't see that happen. Um, but this would, I think this is a learning from people seeing this. I, I hope also that there are some content creators that, yeah, you know, it's hard though, because I I wanted to say that take this strength that they got that they can influence a lot of players at the same time for something positive. But I also noticed that positivity or being critical but positive also doesn't uh, get the hits. Yeah. And well, if it's your job, I can't really blame me there. So it's it's a, let's just say that uh, uh, we in this show will try to be um, as honest and openly as possible and i think it's important that we look at the feedback but i don't i this I, this was a weird one for me because like you i think you or Infi sent that message i wasn't even feeling well i opened up the game 
played five matches. Like, you know what? This, I just can't. This isn't true. Yeah. Right. No, it was but angry. then the whole market collapsed. And I was like, if I can see this without five minutes, without having a forty degrees fever, uh, people without a fever shouldn't be seeing <laughs> that, right? Yeah. I mean, Ingvi was very quick on it. It was Ingvi that put it in, and he was he was really switched on and clued up to it. So well played, to Ingvi, for being on the ball then. But you're right, and and even from the other side of things, the market had a massive impact. I think Dan and Shaq are trying to are, are planning to record one of the trading shows later on today. So I've got a feeling they'll go into it in depth. You can access that from one of our tiers on our Discord. I'll just put a shameless plug in there. Um, they have been making guys like mega money so far. Uh, you know, they're teaching you how to trade, not telling you exactly what to By do. By explosive players. By explosive players, yesterday, yeah. Put a big uh, <laughs> put put a message out saying that uh, Lengthy is dead and put out and by explosive players. You saw, you know, like I said earlier, I was looking at Tamori. He went up about 70K in no time at all. Uh, Ronaldo dropped, Haaland dropped. But then, you know, the, the explosive, like Vinicius Jr.'s uh, gold card went up. I think it was 40 or 50K. And, you know, the issues that you'd seen around him were people saying he can't pass and he can't shoot. So nobody really debated his, his sprint and speed. But obviously he went up mega money yesterday. And he still won't be able to pass a shoot regardless if they nerfed the, the accelerate or not. So, yeah. Um, make your own, you know, it's, it's, in, it's in the patch, well, it's not in the patch notes, that's a problem because nothing's really changed for it. But, you know, make your opinion up, play the game, you know, how you want to play it. You know, if, uh, if lengthy works for you, you know, it's still going to work for you because they haven't touched it. That's, I think that's one of the key issues. Um, anyway, John, we've got a few other things to sort of touch on, um, and I don't want to keep everyone, <laughs> everyone until tomorrow, but, um, one thing is having a level of player like yourself and a coach, obviously. Uh, I was wanting to ask you, what's the best piece of advice to progress up the ranks? So obviously now we're, in, we're, we're now bedded into FIFA 23. Uh, we've had the end of season one. People have kind of found their levels, if you like. And obviously now we're starting season two. There's a lot of content on as well, but people will be wanting to, to level up through rivals. What's the, the, the pinnacle if you have your advice, <laughs> um, don't sell your team in the hype. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. In all seriousness, though, I think there's a couple of things we should do a separate show about the whole ladder system. I think there's a lot, a lot of things that can help you with that, right? Um, but there's also a lot of advice to get there from other games. So if there's anything, just look up how to la how to progress in game X, which also has a ladder. I think uh, the thing about ladders is you can drop off of them. Um, and <laughs> you know the game Snake and Ladders. I think that's what happened with the market. <laughs> that what happens with the actual ladder system as well. You can drop off, uh, but you can also go on. A, uh, you can catch a snake and just jump up there right once you're in the flow. So I think the ladder has a lot to do with mentality and how you're feeling. If you're not feeling it, I think the ladder will only harm you. Right? Yeah. So I haven't been playing Rivals when I had a fever because well. If I actually kept to stay awake, I know I wouldn't be focused much and it would annoy me when I drop off. So um, that's an important one. But I got some maybe small gameplay tips that could help. Yeah, shoot. I think um, one I see happen a lot, people are trying this and I'm very happy to see that is the player lock. So when you click both sticks, you can switch to the receiver instead of the player with the ball, which makes more for more dynamic runs. It's been in the game for three years now, I think. Yes, FIFA 21. Uh, but it's not used very often. And there are certain pros that use it a lot. And, and now people are catching up to that. So I'm very happy to see that and being used more. But I also want to note that if you are facing someone that does that, there's one thing I would recommend to some people. And I see this happen on, on higher levels. So if you see someone doing a player lock, you can see it because the actual player indicator will switch from the player with the ball to the player off the ball. If they are good enough to do this, they are good enough not to be behind your defender, right? Mm -hmm. So they will be always be afraid. So when you see it happen, just press the player with the ball. He is uncontrolled at that moment. And you will, well, don't say nine out of 10, but eight times out of 10, Unless you're facing a pro, you'll get the ball from them when you just start pressuring them. Worst case scenario, they switch back to that player, but they have to move away because you're now in their path. So don't cover the passing lane, run towards the player which actually has the ball. And that's a good one to know. Mm -hmm. And once you start moving up, you see it happening more often and I see people being very confused on how to deal with it. Um, 
there's a very easy way to score goals though, and that's just a driven shot. And driven shot is just tap the shooting button. That's it. Just tap it. And now you do a driven shot. It's low corner, one-on-one -on -one versus goalkeeper. That's hard. You turn around from the box, you tap it, and the goalkeeper has to be extremely agile to get there still, right? And defenders have to be extremely well uh, positioned to actually be able to get there. It's a powerful, low-driven shot. Just tap the shooting button. That's it. No fancy stuff. Sometimes I see people do the Travella inside the box when they actually could just tap it. Or they lay the ball from the byline, they get a free shot, and they take a little bit too much power and it actually gets saved still. Mm -hmm. Just tap it. That's enough. And that's an easy way. Travella, of course, we talked about that. I would definitely just practice the green time sh uh, shooting. Um, if you're practicing green time shooting, then don't change your team around too much. Because every player has different speed of animations, etc. Some people have unique animations, uh, for example, a Messi. But if you manage to get the timing right, you get used to seeing that player. And once you don't switch that player around, you can actually green time it without looking at the foot or looking at the timing. You just know when it happens. Sort of become seconds. That's why I don't change my strikers around too often. And the first thing I do when I get a new striker, just green time it, make sure it's part of my system. It's uh, very good on, on the power shots. It's extremely good on the finesse shots. It's still very much viable. And I think it, now with the Travella, if you have the outside of the foot shot and you can still green time it, it's still as good as it was before. Yeah. Definitely worth that. And one thing I keep noticing uh, is has to do with possession, though. I'm not saying you should have possession to win games or do that. But what I do see happen right, is that people have the ball and they always want to go forward directly. And even if there's not a free option available, they just pass. So especially now we're leveling up and I see it happen in swaps a lot is while I just stand there and don't do anything, it gets me the ball because people are anxious to get forward. So movement is key. If you have possession, make sure there's movement going around and be safe in your boss. And you don't have to create any chance in the first five minutes of the game. Because once you did create a chance and you do score, there's going to be way more space for you to actually be going forward all the time. But until that moment, it's important not to lose the ball, get countered, and then yeah, get uh, uh, get beaten by that, right? That's, that's something I think uh, this FIFA has been very good at. I, I personally enjoy the pass, and I know we've had we've had discussions kind of amongst the hosts. I think Ingvi's not a big fan of the the passing in this game. I really like it, and I'm not a possession based player, but I am a lot more of a possession-based player in FIFA 23. Like most games, I'm getting 60, 65, 70% possession, which isn't my game. I'm, I just like to get down the wings, cross and header, cross and finish. Like old school, 1990s, early 2000s, Man United play, that's my style of FIFA. But this year, you know, taking that extra bit of time, I still need to work on it in and around the box. Uh, I get far too excited close to the box. But I think this game opens up to retain possession, uh, especially when you've got a lot of these high high pressing teams find that a bit easier to actually hold the ball uh, once you kind of get over the initial shock of facing high press <laughs> yeah oh for sure for sure um and movement like i said i think it's very important with that um and just two things for movement right which you can now practice if you play after the ball and you click the r1 button the player you are looking at will come running towards you that will give you a safer pass right to click it twice, the R1 button, there will to be two players that will come running towards you. If you don't find yourself an out there, there's something wrong, right? Um, but wait until these players start moving towards you, then pass the ball. You can do the same with L1. L1 sends them for a long run, and you can send two players for a long run now, which is a little more dynamic. And one thing I hardly see being used, but everyone can do this, and everyone can practice this, is this. If you pass the, the ball, uh, and the moment you've passed, you flicked your right stick somewhere, the player you have passed the ball with will start moving in the direction you flicked the right stick. I see a lot of people stringing the L the one twos, right? But holding L1, pass the ball, and that will make the player go run forward always. But if you pass the ball regularly, and for example, you flick the right stick up, that player will start running upwards instead. So that gives you another player to play the ball towards to without being as predictable as a one-two pass. And especially around the box, for example, if you have three camps on top, 
you have the ball, uh, the left cam has the ball, you play the ball towards center cam, but immediately you flick the right stick to the left. That left cam will be below the center cam, if that makes sense? Yeah. Well, players will expect you to be going in behind with a, no with a normal one-two pass. That always gives you an option for a shot, but nobody's using it. So just pass the ball, and the moment you pass the ball, flick your right stick somewhere. You actually see the green marks on pitch as well. So you see where they are yeah. running towards. Don't overdo it, but you can do this, for example, with you being pressured, your fullback has the ball, you pass the ball to your centre-back, but you flick your right stick the moment you give the pass towards your goalie. Your centre-back will then move towards your goalie, giving you and the goalie and, the, and your fullback to pass to from your centre-back. That'll be one worth, worth trying to work on. Again, I'm going to try that in, in squad battles and try and figure it out. But these little tips, you know, you don't always hear these from, from the platforms. You, you, you only see the flashy ones, you know. This is how to do your reverse elastico. This is how to travel a shot. This is how to do the long through ball with a, a lengthy flare before the, the patch notes get. So, yeah, these little tips are going to suit everybody as well. And obviously, it, it, no matter the level, that'll be a good one. Um, just a couple of things. John, I've got one slightly cheeky question for you. Don't know whether you want to admit it or not, but that's the point. Are there any FIFA behaviors in game that you do but you don't really like to admit that you do? So anything that you're a little bit ashamed of? The only one I could do is say is about menu grinding maybe. I of course don't do that. Uh, but what I do is I just quick sell duplicates without thinking about them. <laughs> don't let Dan hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got an incredible duplicates that just get rid of them. I just flick the right stick down and play <laughs> by I don't want to think about those. And I'm never looking back, which is why my club management is probably in shambles. <laughs> that would be one thing. But I don't have anything fancy in game because I like to think I don't like I don't watch replays, never. And that's all because if I change that, I'm changing my mental state in the game. If I change my mental state in the game, I will change my own gameplay and I can't fix it anymore, right? <laughs> so I try to keep everything. I mean that's I think that's how I uh, from a professional sporting career is when if you do everything the same the, the things you are learning are starting to get uh, noticeable right yeah. but if you do uh, if you do everything different like you are not different or you gain patterns different or you bet then you don't know where to start because everything feels different so I'm trying in gameplay I'm trying to be as as consistent with everything around it as possible so <laughs> uh, uh, don't have any uh, any any dirt there, honestly. Ah, that's, you're too good, John. You're too good. Whereas I can't say the same because... Or too old. Or too old, <laughs> possibly. I mean, I'll never say that, but I'm catching you up. <laughs> but the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll put my hands up. I always moan about people celebrating pause and whatever. But if I'm beating somebody quite comfortably, say 3-4-0, and then they score one goal and celebrate, I will then celebrate every goal I score after that. I'll watch every replay. I will become a person I don't even want to understand as me i just i get triggered by that so i do it back and i know that's dreadful and i'll i'll be the one to complain about it too i just can't help myself but <laughs> that's something i shouldn't really admit but i thought this was a good time to, to you know to air my sins <laughs> um that i will wrap it up there i was wanting to talk about gameplay versus menu grinds but we've been going on for just about an hour so uh, i'll keep that one for next time we're on and possibly one that dan dan's very big at his menu grinding as well so it's a good topic that i think is is foot and review we, we should explore especially the way the games go and hopefully by the time there's an next pod there's a little bit more to grind in terms of menus for those of us that don't get on the console or on the games as much john thank you for being such a wonderful <laughs> co-host keeping me right allowing me to take the hot seat for once um we have stopped asking where people find you because everyone can find you anywhere because foot and review and foot coaching are going places we have a wonderful discord uh, please if you want any of these tips that john's helped so john said we've got videos we've got an amazing community we've got predictors coming up grandpapa mac is all over the real world world cup uh, we have daily chats you know it's a wonderful place to be so please check us out john do you have the the link for that on patreon yeah, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash foot review. Wow, I can't believe after all these years of being involved in the show, I can't remember that. 
<laughs> we only have one thing left to do. I don't know how I'll many... get you a t-shirt sometime. Please do. I need to have it or even just tattooed on my forehead or something for when we're on the cameras I can see. <laughs> we only have one thing left to do. I don't know how often you've been able to do this first, but John. It's time for us to drop it. Drop it. Thank you.